the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A hastily strung replacement cable has lights back on on two North Carolina coastal islands shut down for more than a week. Right at the height of the tourist season after a construction accident severed power, Tommy Hutcherson is with Okra Coke Variety Store. The new, the overhead cable will stay where it's at until the new bridge is completed, and then they'll run a new cable under the whole new bridge. So, And that's supposed to be about a year and a half. The NTSB's Christopher Hart says officials are questioning the people involved in the work that was being done that involved gas lines that exploded at a school in Minneapolis killing two people. We want to learn all we can about the process of contracting for this very hazardous operation, the operation being to move uh, uh, the, the meter from one place to another. So, And the two people who were killed were longtime employees of the Minahana Academy. This is SRN News. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Attention taxpayers, the stock market and economy continue to grow, yet countless Americans remain enslaved to the IRS. If you owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled returns, you can legally resolve your tax problem through federally approved programs to give you a fresh start. Your circumstances may qualify you to have liens, levies, and wage garnishments stopped. If you can't afford to pay your back taxes, you may even qualify to have a large portion of your taxes forgiven. Community Tax has established a toll-free hotline for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-348-9815. Community Tax has helped over 40,000 people like you resolve hundreds of millions in tax debt. If you owe the IRS or have unfiled returns, you have a legal right to resolve your tax problem through federally active programs, potentially qualifying you to save hundreds or even thousands. Call the Community Tax Hotline now to see if you qualify at 800-348-9815, 800-348-9815. That's 800-348-9815. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show, live and local, covering the economy and your business on Business 1440 Now. Here's King Banyan. Oh, they took our jibs! They took your jibs! They took your jibs! They didn't take all the jerbs. On a jerb Saturday, it's the King Banyan Show. I am that guy. And good to be good to be visiting with you this morning on a jerb Saturday. 209,000 jobs added to the U.S. economy in July, the first peak we have into the third quarter of 2017. Welcome. Good morning again. This is King Banyan from uh, high atop uh, one of the buildings at uh, St. Cloud State University. Um, We are on the top floor, and uh, the heat comes up and rises, and they turn off the air conditioning sometimes on weekends. 
So it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a, a, a problem, but <laughs> we'll manage. Don't you worry. Uh, here, besides which, the uh, second half of this week's been just cool as a cucumber. But what's been hot has not well, not hot, not cold, but more lukewarm has been the jobs report. We might as well just dive right into it here on the King Banyan Show. Remember to participate via Twitter at pound KBRS. If you don't even have a Twitter account, if you don't have a Twitter account, where have you been? Everyone's doing it. Right? You can come to Twitter at pound KBRS. Just go to twitter.com, put pound KBRS in the hashtag, and you'll find me and many of our listeners who participate in the show that way. And so they would have already seen me tweet yesterday from my account at Banyan Show. 209,000 jobs added. The unemployment rate at two, excuse me, at 4.3%. At 4.3%. That's down a tenth. Now, oftentimes uh, we, we do this uh, in this way where we take the jobs report in two parts because the jobs report is actually two reports. It's not just one. There is a there is a um, there is a jobs report that uh, there's a jobs report that comes from a household survey, and there's a jobs report that comes from a payroll survey. The the household survey is what tells us the unemployment rate. The payroll survey is what tells us the number of jobs added. Okay, so you already, if you're new to the King Banyan Show, you now probably know more than 99.9 percent of the general public that sees this number and goes, hmm, where does that come from? Now you know. So what we do is we kind of break it down and, and look at each piece in turn. So the first one is the household survey. And on this, we have actually really good news. This drop in the unemployment rate from 44 to 4.3% came despite the fact that the labor force grew by 349,000 people in July. That means that 156,000 workers who said, uh, excuse me, 156,000 people who were not in the labor force in June joined the labor force in July. Added to that another 194,000 workers who who are brand new. This is this would be the sum of new workers turning age 16 plus new workers uh, uh, immigrating into the country, less retirees. Okay, so as you reach that limit, as you reach that number, you end up at 194 plus 156 or 349,000 new people. I know I, that number rounds to 350. should round to 350, but those are rounding numbers. Uh, 349,000 workers added. So for uh, that means that the participation rate went up. Yes, it did by a tenth. It means the employment to population rate went up. Yes, it did by a tenth. Are those great numbers? No. In fact, the labor force participation rate has been bouncing around between six, 62.6 and 63.0 pretty much for the last year and a half. It's been just kind of winding along sideways, but... You know, up a tenth is better than down a tenth, so you can't call that bad news. But you, but to put it in the broader context, labor force participation is still well below where it was uh, 15 years ago or even 10 years ago before the start of the Great Recession. We we st we still see people sitting on the sidelines. That is one reason why when people you know you say, well, 200,000 jobs, who are they able to hire? There are still a lot of people who are sitting on the bench, but those people who are sitting on the bench um, are not even looking for work. But now we see a number of people entering back into the labor force. Re-entrance into the labor force was 40,000 workers for the month of July. That's been pretty strong. That's the, that number is that re-entrant number is down from a year ago, but that's because a lot of the people who were in and out and then came back in that that group of um, that group of workers were beginning to run out of those. So what we're looking for really are new entrants, and there was a twenty-one thousand gain in new entrants. There was a sixty-six thousand 
decrease the number of people who were, were who had lost their jobs or completed temp jobs in the last month. And 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 unfortunately, the part that wouldn't make us happy is there was a significant decline in the number of people who are leaving jobs. Not only we had a decline of sixty three thousand. A healthy labor market would include. Uh, a number of people who are, in fact, leaving their jobs, searching for new jobs because they see better opportunities available. We are not seeing that. That is a problem. Okay, in my mind, at least, that is a problem. So, as I, so, the other numbers that are out there in the, in the, in that, in that uh, uh, list of, Concerns that we have about the labor market from the household side, we're doing pretty well on this. There was a decrease in the number of workers who are uh, uh, who are unemployed five weeks or less. So this is just a general indication that layoffs have really dropped off over the last over the last two months, three months. This this, is, this has been a positive development, uh, a positive development for us. Um, we're seeing the number of people who are working part-time for economic reasons uh, for slack work drop by 125,000 in the month. That number is almost a half million below. So we are beginning to see people who were working part-time for, for econ- for, because of business conditions. We're seeing them have their jobs added. I think all of this comes to um, a general point that we've been making for a while here on the King Banyan show, which is this is a very tight labor market and the reaction of businesses to tight labor seems to be that they are hanging on to workers longer. They are working hard to keep them happy. Though that hasn't shown up in cash wages as much as we'd like, I'll I'll hit the cash wage story in the next segment when we turn to the payroll survey. But there has been a significant decrease in uh, been a significant decrease in the number of people who are both being laid off and I see fewer people leaving. Even though you've got a four point three percent unemployment rate, which normally would be associated with an increase in in job leaving, in people quitting jobs, looking for new jobs, changing jobs. Changing jobs is, to me, almost always, it, except during a recession, it's usually a bad thing because you're usually going from a higher-paying job to a lower-paying job. But in an economy and expansion such as ours, Moving from a moving jobs usually means going from a lower paying to a higher paying one, so that would be of benefit to to workers. I, I benefit to workers. That'd be benefit to our economy. It would indicate that that GDP was expanding, you know, maybe even a little faster than the rate we discussed last week on the show. So as you, you know, as as I see the inf- the, the information coming in right now. What I want, what I tell people who say, "How's the economy doing?" I say, "It's doing well enough that businesses are extremely concerned about their ability to find new workers, and their reaction is to try very hard to keep the workers they have." There was a survey done by the National Federation for Independent Businesses, which is a small and medium-sized business. Uh, um, association. They do lobbying, but they also do a lot of research. And we've discussed NFIB on this program uh, a few times. I've spoken to some NFIB um, chapters around the state over over uh, the last five, six years. Um, they reported a major increase in the number of businesses reporting to them that they are trying to add workers. But their number one concern is we can try all we want, but will we find them? And this data from this week's, yesterday's jobs report just says it has been hard. It's been a very difficult period for us. And, and so in some sense, if you think about, you know, why isn't, 
the GDP growing at three, four, five percent. It can only grow three, four, five percent if we have really quick productivity growth or we have a rapidly expanding labor force. And I don't see the latter in the data that 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 I don't see the latter happening. Because and maybe it's because there just aren't the workers out there to hire. We'll turn to the payroll survey and what's happened to wages. Pretty good news on that front as well. Coming up after this, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Business 1440. For centuries, it's been called the land of promise. Today, it's the land of blessing. In 2017, come and experience for yourself the only place God called my land. Experience Israel next fall and celebrate Jerusalem's 50th anniversary. A once-in-a-lifetime trip awaits as you travel with Business 1440 and Genesis Tours. Tour Israel like never before during nine exciting days. You'll visit Galilee, the Jordan Valley, the Garden Tomb, and many historic sites. Embolden your faith and trace back to the very steps of Jesus and experience firsthand the beauty of the Mediterranean landscapes, culinary delights, and return home with a renewed vision for your life. A dedicated team of passionate and knowledgeable professionals will lead this tour. Four- and five-star travel accommodations will give you comfort and safety for the duration of the trip. For full cost and trip details, visit TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, keyword Israel. I'm Pastor David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've been in the ministry for over 30 years now, and because the Lord has continued to bless my business endeavors, I've never had to take a salary from the church, which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the Lord's work. I'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business. You know, these days, people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before. They move away, they work for someone who doesn't love them, and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man-hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusing world of finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. On a job Saturday. Oh, hopefully, hopefully it'll be warmer today. I was just telling John during the break, I actually went to a concert in the park Thursday night. 55 degrees. We had blankets. The, the jazz band that was playing in the park looked at us and said we looked more like a football crowd than a summer in the park crowd so hopefully we'll we'll get better weather here coming up uh this weekend and into next week uh anyway i hope you're following us along at twitter at pound kbrs and don't forget to look at the spotify channel at uh go to the go to the box and in that in that box uh on spotify.com just type type spotify colon user colon 
KYCR underscore studio, right? KYCR underscore studio, and that will get for you the playlist for today's show and all our shows going back a few years. Uh, we we didn't we didn't start by using Spotify. That came later, so you can't take us all the way back to the start of this program, all the way back in two. Well, originally back in two thousand nine, but. Uh, more recently, starting back up in uh, late 2012. Um, almost coming up on the five-year anniversary of the restart. So that'll be fun. We'll, we'll have to come up with something for that. Uh, anyway, uh, it's Job Saturday. We talked about the household survey, 4.3% unemployment. That was a good thing. Job job growth in the payrolls increased 209,000 workers. We had an, a slight upward revision. Um, to 231,000 jobs for the June number. So we're just running over the year slightly below where we were in 20, in 2016. We're at about 178,000 jobs per month. And so if we're adding, if we're adding population of 194,000 people and we're adding, and, and of that, let's say, Two-thirds of them would like to work, so we can do that math and say that comes out to about 125,000. We're actually able to pick up and employ, it would appear, from the ranks of the long-term unemployed, something right now on the order of sixty to 70,000 people a month out of a group that's about 94 million people. Right? So it's kind of a drop in the ocean on the one hand. On the other hand... On the other hand, it's at least something that's going on right now. But it's part of what constrains us, trying to allude to this in the previous segment. What constrains our ability to have rapid growth of GDP is really, uh, in no small part, our inability to get people, uh, more people participating in the labor force. If you had all those additional hands, that would be pretty helpful. Uh, to to economic growth, it would not only we would not only get additional output because we are hiring additional people, but when I'm able to bring more people to work, I also have to buy more equipment to give them the tools they need to do their jobs. And so investment would pick up, and it's kind of a it's 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 a it's an effect that has that uh, that multiplies over, you know, from. From one to the ne- from one to the next, we would see capital broadening, and so that would be very good for investment. So, you really do want to see this number pick up in terms of labor force participation. And I do, and and for that reason, when people say, "Well, you know, we used to get three hundred and four hundred thousand jobs a month," I say, "Well, yes, but where are you going to find three hundred thousand more people, net new people, to come to work?" Who will those people be in a world that has 4.3% unemployment and most of the people in, 4.3, in that 4.3% are probably people who are either between jobs, they're, they're, they've got a job, it's just not starting for another month or two, or they're folks that maybe don't have the requisite skills necessary to work in this, this economy. It could be hard skills, it might... They might not have the latest techniques in in manufacturing, in a manufacturing line down, but it seems more and more likely that it's soft skills. They don't have the, they don't they don't show up for work on time. They don't get along with their coworkers, and pieces like that. So for this number to be much greater than two hundred fifty thousand, I say, well, I need to know. I need to know that where I'm going to find those additional people to come to work. And I think that's a, that's a key problem right now. So let me flip through some of, the, some of these numbers to get at, uh, to get, to get at the uh, jobs, uh, where the jobs are happening. Um, a slight decline, what's, what's happened is, is in no small part, we saw 15,000 jobs added, I remember talking about this last month, in construction. That number fell to 6,000. And that's a significant reason why you had a drop in goods production 
uh, from 32,000 additional jobs to 22,000 additional net jobs. Manufacturing actually picked up a little bit, uh, but uh, but mostly that was in non-durable goods, which is pretty which is pretty much a flat a flat industry anyway. Uh, so most of the growth, this pickup in growth, really came out of the private sector, which went from 162 private service sector, excuse me, which went from 162,000 jobs to 183,000 jobs added. Um, and, and as you as you go and scan, well, where are they happening? They're in the usual places. Indeed, 14,700 of the jobs we're discussing, of that 209,000, are temporary help services jobs. Right? So, so temp jobs added almost 15,000. I normally view those as being good news. Many of those jobs will have a chance to become permanent in another in another few months and so those numbers will filter out but when i see temp jobs being added yes i know about 29ers i know about the desire to avoid paying the health health insurance premiums i'm aware i'm aware of those those things they are a drag on this on on the economy and on payroll growth nevertheless we're seeing significant growth in, in temp jobs. We're still seeing, we had 62,000 jobs added in leisure and hospitality. So would how much faster would those grow if we didn't have minimum wage increases? How much faster would they happen if, if the Senate had acted to actually remove the individual and employer mandates? Um, one, can only, one can only guess. But what I'm doing is it, it, it focused on here has been an alternative hypothesis. I'm not can't prove mine is right and that the other one is wrong. There's a belief that the economy is growing slowly because of the continuance of the Affordable Care Act, um, that regulations cha- haven't changed fast enough. I uh, look, I hear all that and I kind of agree with it. I still come back to. If do you believe that people have simply left the labor force and are sitting on their hands waiting for a cut in the minimum wage or for an increase or for a cut in the Affordable Care Act before they come back into the labor force? You could very well be right. That might really be what's happening. But I'm not sure that's true because we, we see stories about the opioid epidemic. We see stories about about young men, you know, spending six to eight hours a day playing video games in their in the basement. Maybe their parents, maybe a friend, maybe they got married and their and their and their wives have gone to work and the husbands are playing games. Any of those things are possible. Okay. Anyone that says they know exactly what the answer is, I will tell you the answer is almost always all of those things to some extent. I, I, but can I tell you to what extent it's the Affordable Care Act and how much of it has been in wage? Can, it, can I decompose that change? The answer to that is no. I don't, I don't have the data that lets me do that. But it doesn't mean it's not real just means I don't have the data. Simple as that. So so the uh, the other p- point and I, to get to here is that we're still seeing a pretty nice pickup in in wages. Average hourly earnings increased year over year from $25.71 an hour to $26.36 an hour. So it's a gain of about 2.5%. It's a 2.5% gain over the last year, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, I know. But it is a lot when you think about the fact that inflation's running probably around around 1.5%. Productivity is growing only at about 1%. So, of course, wages are going up at 2%. That's what we should expect to have happen. So... Don't be. I'm not, I'm not surprised by that number. It's simply a, 
It's simply a marker for the fact that growth in wages is consistent with an economy where productivity grows at approximately 1% a year. It, it, it makes perfect sense to us. We shouldn't expect it to grow faster. But I think what it says overall is this economy still has room to run. Households are gaining real income. And it's allowing us to have an economy that is not sliding into recession anytime soon. We'll be back with comments about the jobs report more generally after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Tune in for part four of King's exhaustive Farfisa organ series next on The King Banyan Show. Guys, to the Man Cave. There's a show in the Twin Cities that's about good cigars, good friends, and good times. It's Smokin' with Gino and the Count. We may not have a million bucks, but we sure the heck know how to live like we do. So each week, join us, the men who love cigars and the women who love us. Listen to Smokin' with Gino and the Count Saturdays at 5 on Business 1440. Good day, eh? Welcome to our show. Hey, good day to you too, Ozer. It's a wet one out there, and with all this water, you know what that makes me think of? Hey, you don't have to water your lawn? Well, that's a good thing too, but no, really, all weather pools and hot tubs from Premier Pool and Spa. Yeah, some of the bridges may be out, but you can still get to the showroom and see all of them right here in Chanhassen, eh? You know, some places they don't let you get into the tubs, but getting into the tubs right on the showroom floor at Premier Pool and Spa is not only okay, it's recommended. Yeah, how do you know if you'd like the feel of it if you never sat in one, eh? You know, Arctic is truly a cold weather spa, and winter right now is the furthest thing from our minds, but it's just what these spas are truly made for. Yeah, Hoser, they're built for the cold and easy on your wallet too, eh? You know, it's better to pay up front instead of for the next 20 years. Yeah, because that's how long an Arctic spa can last. Save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool in Chanhassen today. PremierPools.com Premier Pools and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com As parents, one of our greatest concerns for our children is that they get a great education that leads to great opportunity. But too often these days, students have a hard time learning and really understanding math. My daughter was really having a hard time with math. She was very uncomfortable. She just couldn't learn. She decided that she just couldn't learn it, and so she just sort of shut down. At Mathnasium, math experts tutor students using a proprietary and effective curriculum that is tailored to their individual needs, helping students catch up and get ahead in math. I had heard that they had a good result for people who came in, and we are living proof that that is true. At the end of the term, she had an A. She feels good about what she did because she got the A. I mean, the tutor doesn't come to the test with you. She is learning that she can do it herself, and it's all thanks to Mathnasium. To see how Mathnasium can empower your child to a better education and better future, visit Mathnasium.com. That's Mathnasium.com. At Mathnasium, we make math make sense. You've worked your entire life to grow your savings. Don't let a market crash wipe out your hard-earned money. You can protect and grow your money by learning the same skills that Wall Street uses at Online Trading Academy. You can learn to manage your money with minimal fees because you're the best steward of your money. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy. Oh, sounds wonderful. Thank you, John, for the music. I thought you King Bane Show. I love that. Who is that, John? That is a little-known man named Eddie Bowe from New Orleans. He's uh, sort of a deep, deep cut, a musician's musician. What would you call that? He's not well-known. Tragic. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to find some more of that. It'll be on this week's list. All right. Go to, get yourself over to Spotify and find that. King Daniel Show Jobs Saturday Business 1440 with a jobs report that. Is pretty good. 
great? No, I'm not going to say great. It's going to say it's good. I, I've seen the word solid. I'll run through some of the reaction to this report from uh, other folks on the uh, on Wall Street and in in the academic world here in a moment. But um, just just to say, if 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 someone's doing handsprings, I'm sure I I'm sure I haven't looked because it's not good for my health. I haven't looked at the president's uh, tweet stream to see if he's talking about the jobs report. Nor I'm just not going to look at that. Um, my belief has long been, and this is true for Republican and Democrat administrations, presidents take too much credit for good news. They take too little blame for bad news. Remember, recessions don't die of old age. Um, usually policy is the murderer. Um, and sometimes it's the Fed. And sometimes it's it's uh, the fiscal side, it's the federal it's the federal government itself. All right. Now people will challenge me on this, and they'll say things like, "Well, what about 1990, when all of a sudden we had the Iraq Iran War and we had that 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 spike?" Yeah, you're right. That one probably wasn't caused by that one probably wasn't necessarily caused by uh, by Fed by Federal Reserve policy or or the uh, Bush 41 administration. However, I, I would point out that the Fed's desire to pave over um, a, stock market, um, a stock market crash, one-day crash, in 1988 may have driven interest rates too low and, and sort of paved the way. It's a point. I, I don't. Not, I'm not. It's job Saturday. I'm not doing the. I'm not doing the Federal Reserve this hour. So we're going to just leave that be. Although I will say this jobs report doesn't change anything in their thinking about where uh, where they might take monetary policy uh, in September. They will stay. Whatever you were thinking Thursday night, they're thinking Friday morning after the report comes out. One of the things I will point out, of course, is that the that the U6 rate, which a lot of people keep track of, is currently stuck at about 8.6% unchanged from the previous month. I note that it fell from it fell from about 9.7% a year ago to the level it's it's at now. So it's doing fine. In the same way, the uh, the employment to population ratio which is the one that I find you can't really fudge, has gone up from about 59.75 to 60.2. So, I mean, those numbers are pretty darn good if you you think about it. The payroll survey, and this one is the one that I find super interesting to me, is the fact that I mentioned uh, uh, wage growth using average hourly earnings up 2.53% for the year and if you and and non-private non-farm payroll numbers except for that little that little hiccup in March have trended between 150 and 225 over the last year um and so the the total average is pulled down by that anomalous number in March uh, and to about 178. Um, but the economy's growing about 200,000 jobs a month. So that is that has made pretty good sense to us. We are looking at, we, we keep an eye on, we're keeping an eye on those data and I would just call it a solid report. Not a great report, but it's it's been pretty solid. Um as, as looking at the number of people employed, uh, unemployed, excuse me, for over 26 weeks, the general comments have been it continues to, to come down. It's at, uh, it was up slightly. It's now at 1.79 million workers who have been unemployed for six months or more, and only 27 uh, uh, unemployed for, uh, it was at 1.66 in June. So, so I, I'm always so I'm kind of puzzled by the fact someone uh, uh, called this a banner jobs report. Jed Colco at, at 
Indeed.com uh, calls it, says, says, you know, strong payroll numbers in July, job growth of the past three months is ahead of the 2016 pace, way have what's needed to keep up with population growth. That's yeah. true, Jed, but I would add to that there are still a lot of workers who I think are in the not in the labor force category. We saw almost 150,000 of them move in the last month. That's great. We need we need another we need like a year more of that. Um, there's and to add to that, um, Mike Pierce at uh, Capital Economics noted that the U6 unemployment rate is still at 8.6%. It's still mo- more than it was in 2007. So there may still be, uh, and I, this is my argument, is there's still capacity for some additional growth, and more GDP growth will happen when, if and when, we can add to that number um, by adding more people to uh, the labor force from the population more generally. Um, uh, Joe Bruselius at R, at uh, RSM um, has a good has a good note as well that I will I, I want to make sure we reemphasize. Um, if the Fed is going to hold back in September because it doesn't see wages rising, I will say it one more time. Prices are rising about one to one and a half percent. Productivity is growing at about 1%. Therefore, the wage increase that doesn't cut into um, corporate profits and keeps keeps us humming along is probably about 2 to 2.5%. If we receive wages grow at 4% in this current economy without a, without a big shock of people coming back into the labor force if we saw if we saw that happen i would argue the next thing that's going to happen is a recession because that means the competition for tight labor has really grown and now businesses are adding workers who probably don't increase the productivity of their businesses or what i've heard called uh, at one time zero marginal product workers you would be adding at that point zero marginal product workers, and I do think you, I do think that is probably a bad idea. Um, over at the Capital Spectator, um, uh, Jim Paserno notes that you know a one point seven percent annual advance for private payrolls, yeah, it's encouraging. But if you look at the long run trend, just for the private number keep out the public side. If you just look at the trend over the uh, over the uh, over the last 2 to 3 years. Again, and I think I talked about this last month. The peak for that number was about 2.5 2.6% in early 2015. That was the point of time at which jobs were growing fastest. The rate of increase of jobs in the private sector from that point forward has slowly but steadily declined and is now down at 1.7%. So from 2.6 to 1.7. If jobs are growing at 1.7%, productivity is growing at 1%, and we're not seeing a big increase in investment because we still don't know what Congress and the President will do about tax cuts on corporate rate or investment tax credits. We still don't know what's going to happen with that. It is simply hard at this point to see the economy growing at a 3 3.5% GDP number in the second half of this year. So unlike my optimism back in back in uh, January and February of this year, I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to be right. I'll say it. I think I'm going to be wrong about where I thought this economy would grow. I thought we'd get to 3% and maybe a little bit better than 3%. 
I no longer think that can happen. And some of it is D.C., and some of it is, in fact, not D.C. It's, in, it's in fact, just what's happening more generally with work patterns in productivity, which I don't think the Fed can really control. So I hope that they're not going to hold back on what their plans are. And I don't think this I don't think this report's going to cause that to happen either. We'll close out the first hour of Jobs Saturday after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. KYCR Golan Valley, a service of Salem Communications. Attention investors, protect your IRA or 401k by storing your retirement at home with an Augusta Home Delivery Gold IRA. Call Augusta today at 888-852-4788 for a free guide on transferring a portion of your IRA or 401k into approved physical gold and silver coins and store them in your safe at home or at your local bank. Call 888-852-4788 today and discover how you can get up to $2,000 in silver free. Call 888-852-4788. That's 888-852-4788. you got to be kidding me. That's outrageous. There's no way that's true. That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Tune in to Investing for Success with Mark Pearson for the headline versus the bottom line every Friday. We wrap up the work week with a look at the outrageous claims and misleading headlines made by the financial press. From the stock market to international events, we uncover the media's bias and preponderance for exaggeration and fear-mongering. You can't make this stuff up. It's real headlines and so-called expert opinion that borders on the absurd. And it's often a lot of fun, too. Tune in to Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day from 4 to 5 p.m. And don't miss the headline versus the bottom line every Friday. It's a great way to avoid the needless anxiety and confusion most financial news groups create and have a little fun. The headline versus the bottom line every Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Investing for Success with Mark Pearson. It would be even funnier if it weren't so shockingly true. It's the headline versus the bottom line every Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Investing for Success with Mark Pearson. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. That was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back. King Bang Show, Business 1440. Would you let me take a moment to take a a little detour from our job Saturday routine here in this last segment of the hour? Um, I would really like to do this because what's happening... I watch and read lots of news. I spend my mornings buried in my uh, iPad uh, going through my uh, news feeds and and Twitter streams and all that that stuff. So yeah, I read what's happening in in Washington, and I I heard I, I heard of this this guy that reminds us all of a Queen song. Um, I, I've I've done all that, but I, I I'd like to take a moment to discuss something that to me is really huge. What's happening? 
and I just don't think anyone's paying attention. Um, there is a, a reporter that worked for the AP uh, named Hannah Dreyer, D-R-E-I-E-R, who has, for the last three years, um, worked as a the AP's reporter in Venezuela. She managed to finally, it, 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 she managed to finally leave uh, about ten days ago, and she filed her final report with the AP. She's taking a, a job uh, with another organization now, uh, and she's now back in the United States. Uh, but um, she managed to file a final report from there, and I will say, you know, we we often pick on the pick on the Associated Presses producing a lot of biased news. There wasn't a there wasn't a Twitter feed that I looked forward to reading any more than I looked forward to reading hers because what has happened in Venezuela is just unbelievable. I mean, let me let's put it to put it in context. I want to read you a couple paragraphs from an article published uh, Monday of this past week by uh, Ricardo Hausman. Um, uh, Dr. Hausman is a former is a former government minister in Venezuela um, and currently director of the Center for International Development at Harvard and works inside the Kennedy School. He's a professor now, uh, but worked as a minister uh, for some time in Venezuela. And, and, and I will say uh, Professor Hausman is one of those people that I read pretty much anything I can find of his because I think he's... I think he's really sound in his analysis, particularly of uh, Latin American economies. And there isn't an economy that he probably knows better than that of Venezuela. Um, he, he, he writes um, he writes that uh, example of what's happening there. I just love these facts. He talks about the election that they've had there to change their change their uh, constitution. Four days before the referendums, I'm reading now from Hausman, 2,117 aspirants took Chile's medical licensing exam, of which almost 800 are Venezuelans. And on July 22nd, when the border with Colombia was reopened, 35,000 Venezuelans crossed the narrow bridge between the two countries to buy food and medicines. Venezuelans clearly want out, and it's hard not to see why. It's not hard to see why. Okay, so he goes, he says, is this just a bad run of the recession? No, he, he, he writes. The most frequently used indicator to compare recessions is GDP. According to the International Monetary Fund, Venezuela's GDP is 35% below 2013 levels, or 40,000 in per capita terms. This is significantly sharper than during the Great Recession, the Great Depression of 1929 to 1933 in the United States, when U.S. GDP is estimated to fall in 28%. It is slightly bigger than the decline in Russia between 1990 and 94, or Cuba between 1989 and 1993, in Albania, between 1989 or 1993. But smaller than the other states, other former Soviet states at the time of transition, like Georgia, Tajikistan, Azerbaijan, Armenia, and Ukraine, or war-torn economies in countries like Liberia in 1993, Libya in 2011, Rwanda in 1994, Iran in 1981, or most recently, southern Sudan. Put another way, Venezuela's economic catastrophe dwarfs any in the history of the United States, Western Europe, or the rest of Latin America. If you, but if you read on, even if you read on, it's even worse because the price of oil has fallen so much. Oil exports fell uh, by twenty-two hundred dollars per capita. Uh, between 2012 and 16. So th- if you include the price effect, Hausman writes, everybody's income in Venezuela has fallen by 51%. Now, I want you to pause and think about that. In four years, imagine your income fell in half. 
and you live in Venezuela, isn't that a catastrophe? What do you know about it? What do you read about it? I mean, I'm sure I love reading the gossip of conversations between President Trump and President Nieto Pena in Mexico or Prime Minister uh, Trumbull in in Australia. Yeah, those are interesting things. They're not as interesting and they're not as important in my mind as what's happening in Venezuela right now. How can we be ignoring this story? If your income fell in half in a four-year period and you had a family to feed and you had a, you had a government that was slipping into dictatorship, what would you do? Those, are the, those questions, I think, are simply much, much more interesting. And I hope that as we, as we talk about economies more generally and we think about all the problems we have in the United States, okay, thank your lucky stars that you don't happen to live in Venezuela right now. And go out and read the last article filed by Hannah Dreyer as an AP reporter as she left the country, being taken in to be questioned and, and not knowing what's going to happen to her. These are really, really important times, and I think we ought to be paying more attention <laughs> to what's happening there. Those are the reasons, by the way, I wanted to become an economist. When the fall of the wall happened and we saw what happened in Russia, I went from writing about the Federal Reserve to writing about, writing about Eastern Europe and, and the Soviet Union because to me there was nothing more important going on in the world. I got to tell you, I'm feeling that way right now about Venezuela. So thanks for letting me uh, uh, talk about that for a few minutes. We'll be back with more after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like... Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain or general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. Do you need to catch up on your life savings and investments? Do you know that right now we are very likely in the first year of a new bull market? William O'Neill, editor of the Investor's Business Daily and author of many great stock trading books, has said that the most money is made in the first year of a new bull market. My family has believed this and experienced it for many generations. I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. I've taught our family methods of stock trading and investing in most of the major cities around the nation for many years with the goal of having many of our clients trade for a living. You don't have to do that unless you want to fire your boss, but wouldn't it be great to take the confusing world of investing and find it understandable, even simple and fun? That is what can happen when you attend a Tradeway event called Step 1, Start Your Journey. You'll learn how the stock market works, how to spot patterns, how to know when to buy and sell a stock, how to even know how to pick your own stocks, and when it might be better to stay in cash. You'll leave the event more confident in your family's financial future and secure in Tradeway's ability to support you along the way. You can bring your entire family for only $99.95. Plus, you'll receive an extra ticket to bring a friend. And at the end of the two days, if you don't love it, you can get your money back. doesn't get better than that. So come take your first step to financial freedom 
and attend our live two-day event called Step One, Start Your Journey. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-07-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.